Welcome to the Whole House Podcast, where you can find home, health, and family all in one place. Our team is comprised of moms from different upbringings and backgrounds. We each have different giftings and passions representing individual rooms, and together we are the Whole House. So grab a cup of coffee and join us for the Whole House Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption, part of my room in the Whole House. I've been doing a series on instead of tips. And what are instead of tips? They're what you can do instead of traditional parenting. A common theme I hear from educators and professionals and parents who work with kids who have had trauma is we've heard the science. We understand that trauma has effects on kiddos, but what do we do? You know, what is the remedy or what are the practical suggestions or what are the ways that we can help these kiddos? And that's how these instead of tips were born. And I worked with Shield and we put together this infographic and you can find it on the wholehouse.org in our printable resource section with all of the instead of tips that we're talking about. So I know I like to talk about science because I love that and I love learning about the science of why this is the way it is. But when you know the science, when you're like, okay, I know the six risk factors. I know about the five B's that are affected by trauma, but what do I do instead? Because traditional parenting doesn't work with kids who have had trauma. What do I do instead? And that's how this list was born. And uh, these are not all like I just sat there and thought of them originally. No, that's not true. Okay, so last week I talked about instead of waiting for behavior to intensify, respond quickly. Now this week I'm going to talk about instead of giving orders, Offer simple choices. When I was a young and naive parent, I thought I needed to have control all the time. So if you know me, you know I am a little bit of a control freak. Well, a lot of a lot of a control freak. I like to be in control of my surroundings. I'm I like to be organized. I like to plan out my day. And here's the thing, this just doesn't work that well with kids if you give them no choices. So there were no choices for my oldest daughter at first. Like I said, my first child just blew that theory out of the water. She was very much in, I can do that myself. This is the child who at three years old was out in the garage trying to take the training wheels off of her little tiny bike because she said she could ride it by herself. And her dad helped her take them off, and yes, she rode her bike without the training wheels. So if I didn't offer her choices, she offered them to me. Anybody have a child like that when you're like, okay, this is what's going to happen, and the child turns around and says, how about we do it this way? How about we do this? How about we do this? In fact, I've had experiences like that with my granddaughter, Cecilia, who is very similar in personality and ways of handling things to Audrey, my oldest child. 
And when I tell her, okay, we're going to do this, how about we do it this way? Or how about I do this? And usually the, the things that are being offered are not, they're not morally wrong. And they're not really changing what we're doing. They're just changing the way that we're doing things. And that's how we as parents need to be paying attention and not just get stuck on, well, this is the way we're going to do it. We have to do it this way. Because that's not necessarily true. So, um, just a warning, because I got a lot of flack for giving my oldest child lots of choices. For some reason, in the parenting world, some people think that if you're not super strict and super punitive and super my way or the highway, that you're doing it wrong. And you need to be prepared for that. And the funny thing about that is I was judged for being too strict with my kids who had had trauma just a few years later. So, but that's another story for another time. I might get into that here in a few minutes. But the point is, Audrey taught me the value of giving choices. I'm not talking about moral choices here. I mean giving kids simple choices Like, do you want to wear black tennis shoes or purple? Do you want a peanut butter sandwich or a ham sandwich? Do you want to read this book first or that one? Do you want to give Uncle Bob a hug or not? I think the most important part about that is to remember that our children are human beings And I know that we remember that on a foundational level, but we also have to remember that on the more personal, individual level of day-to-day living. They are human beings with choices. And I am not saying that you need to give your child free reign to make every choice about going to bed, if they're going to eat their dinner or not, or those sorts of things. What I'm talking about is practicing the skill of making choices is extremely, extremely important. And also, remember, your child has a personality that is probably not the same as yours. Every once in a while, we get a child who has the exact same personality as us, and usually we don't get along as well with that child because there's some sort of competition going on, but that's another that's a whole nother theme. But let's say that you have a child who is a little girl and she doesn't like to wear dresses and you want her to wear dresses. Is that a moral choice? Is that something that is going to matter 10 years from now? No, it's not. One of the things that my daughter Audrey used to do is she liked to shop in the boys department. And the reason she liked to shop in the boys department is because they had the long silky basketball shorts and they had their really cool black shoes. And I know that's a little bit more accepted now than it was when she was a little girl. So maybe you're not struggling with that kind of choice, but maybe you are struggling with the choices that you don't want to give your kids because you want to be in control, because that's how I was. But if you remember it this way, that giving your child choices is practicing a skill that they need later in life. 
and I've used this example before, of when a child gets to college and they've never gotten to make any choices at all, then they are more likely to make all of the wrong choices because they have no practice in that skill set. So when we have kids that have come home through, have had trauma, they've come home through foster care or adoption, then they often, you might think that they're very strong-willed and they are very controlling, but the truth is they don't feel as if they've had a voice. So giving them choices makes them feel as if they've had a voice. And it can be as simple as, would you like to have blueberries on your oatmeal or peanut butter in your oatmeal? Two of my favorites. Or do you want to wear this outfit or do you want to have that outfit? Because it gives them that sense of, I have a voice. What I say matters. And as I said before, it gives them practice in making decisions. And we want them to have all of the practice they can at home before they go out into the world. So if you have a child who struggles with making choices, don't you want them to practice it at home before they go out into the big wide world? And maybe they need help practicing. The older they get, the more help they may need instead of the less help because the choices get more and more serious. Do you want to participate in that sport or this sport? Do you think that you need to end that relationship with that friend because it's toxic or not? They may need to talk and talk and encourage that, encourage that. Especially kids who have had trauma, they may not know what it's like to be in a relationship with a friend that's a healthy relationship. They may need a lot of coaching. I know that some of my kiddos did when I when they would tell me something that had happened with a friend and I would just stand there with my mouth agape and say, what? No, that's not how friends treat each other. So maybe you need to choose to spend less time with that person. Did they always choose that? No, but it's still good practice. It's still good talking it through. Learning the skill of making choices is so important. And the earlier you begin letting a child make choices, the stronger that skill set becomes and the easier it is for them to begin to make choices. And it starts, like I said, with, you know, do you want to wear these tights or you want to wear jeans? Do you want to have this cereal for breakfast or that cereal? It's so simple. Is it time-consuming? Yes. Is it uncomfortable sometimes? Yes. Is it something that's going to make you have to change your schedule and your way of doing things? Yes. But remember, we're doing this for a reason. First of all, so that our kids feel as if they have a voice And second of all, so that they can practice the skill of making choices and making good choices. And guess what? Some of the choices that your kids make are not going to be the best ones. And it's okay. 
It's better for them to make a bad choice while while they're still at home under your roof and watch them live through that and work it out than it is for you to wait until they get out into the big wide world and start making all the wrong choices and then they're falling flat on their face every single time because you're not there. And I'm not saying that even if you help your children practice the skill of making choices at home that they will never make a bad choice when they get out into the world. That's not true because I'm an adult and I make choices that I'm not happy with still on a regular basis, but I still also have the understanding that once I make that choice, I'm going to live with the consequence. So that's something that's really important to help your kiddos understand, and it will take a long time for kids who have had trauma to begin to put those pieces together because like I said in the one of the other podcasts and I say it all the time is kids who have had trauma they don't have cause and effect thinking so if you think well I'll wait until they're 16 and then I'll just explain to them this is happening because you made that choice and this is the way the world works and you expect them to get it it's not going to happen it's just not going to happen Because cause and effect thinking doesn't just suddenly turn on because your child's a teenager. It's not going to work that way. So that's why it's really super important to help your kids have choices from the very beginning. And they can be very simple, simple, simple choices. And then grow into something that is a little bit more time-consuming for you to talk to them about when they're teenagers and help them to make those choices and grow that skill set. So I'm going to wrap this one up today. And like I said, you can get the Instead of Tips infographic on thewholehouse.org in our printable resource section. And you can also find all of this, a whole chapter on why traditional parenting doesn't work in my book, How to Have Peace When Your Kids Are in Chaos. And you can find that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any major bookseller. So I will see you next week. Bye. We're so glad you could join us on the Whole House Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at the underscore whole underscore house. You can also follow us on thewholehouse.org by email to receive our newsletter and keep up to date on things happening at the Whole House.